This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show, our 8am daily update series in which we keep you guys up to date with what's been going on in the world of Arsenal transfers, both ins and outs. Try to make sense of some of the chaos and of course get your thoughts as well in the chat box too. I hope you are well this morning guys, I hope you're enjoying or rather have enjoyed your weekend. It's now Monday. It's crazy how you lose track of days when you work at weekends. Um, But uh, yeah, it's been a good week Um, on a holiday. Good, refreshed, back for a Monday, back to get ready to go for it once again as we talk plenty more about what's been going on in the world of Arsenal as we are now just weeks away from the start of the Premier League. Good morning, everybody in the chat box. Good to have so many of you in here, as always, making this your daily morning routine. Fantastic stuff. Thank you ever so much, guys. Uh, Please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And if you'd like to show even more support, you can, of course, vote for us in the Football Content Awards. You just need to go onto Twitter and vote by saying, I am voting for at the Talk TV in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator. Alternatively, you can click the link in the description, go to the Football Content Awards website and vote for us in the best club creator Premier League category just by typing in Laguna Talk and hitting vote, as well as plenty of other great categories. So lots of plenty of other people that you might want to do. There's lots of information about how you can vote in the description of today's video. Let's kick off by reminding you about Arsenal's pre-season and specifically the fact that there is supposedly set to be another pre-season friendly on Wednesday. Now, Harry Simu of Chronicles of Laguna, of course, a friend of the channel, revealed yesterday that he has heard that supposedly there will be another friendly that they are trying to organise one against Watford. However, Watford do have their own pre-season friendly on Tuesday. There is something that is it's going to be tricky anyway, because obviously clubs have pretty much sorted their pre-season schedules. And with Arsenal's uh, kind of trip to Florida being cancelled, they really need to kind of sort something out within house and within the UK. If Everton had not have travelled, you may have been able to see them sort out a pre-season friendly with Everton. However, 
Everton did still travel to Florida, so that obviously wasn't possible. But there could be another uh, pre-season friendly on Wednesday. We'll have to wait and see. Moving then on to uh, a show that we did yesterday evening that you may have missed if you are tuning in this morning. Yesterday we did a show breaking down who our brand new striker, this is a confirmed signing by the way, or confirmed as far as the Athletic are concerned, uh, Mika Bierf, 18-year-old Fulham striker, 21 goals, 21 games, 13 assists in the under-18s league, very prolific forward. Arsenal have signed him and we broke him down in yesterday's show, so make sure you do go and check Check that out to find out all about him with some expert insight from a Fulham reporter as well. So please make sure you do check that out. Let's move on to the main news of the day, though. And we start with Joe Willock and specifically the fact that he may be edging closer to remaining at Arsenal this season. Newcastle have struggled so far to kind of get an answer from Arsenal as to whether and what they are going to be doing with the young England youth international after he scored a hatful of goals in his six-month loan spell with Newcastle last year. And that has led them to pursue possible other targets, including Chelsea's Conor Gallagher and Chelsea's Ross Barkley as well. Barkley, of course, spent last season on loan of Aston Villa, whereas Conor Gallagher spent last season with West Brom. And both of those players will be available to leave Chelsea once again this summer as they are very well stocked in the midfield area, it's fair to say. And so whilst Newcastle may not end up getting Joe Willock. They are looking at other alternatives now because of how long it's taken for basically Arsenal to come to a decision. And there is a growing sense that maybe Joe Willock will be given an opportunity this season in an Arsenal shirt. So that is still yet to be fully confirmed by full credible sources, but we are waiting to see if indeed Joe Willock does stay. But rumours, according to The Athletic, are that Newcastle are looking at alternatives such as Gallagher and Barkley. Moving then on to Hector Bellerin, who, of course, we've been waiting to find out about the future of for quite some time now. Linked with a move to four clubs, three in Spain, Villarreal, Sevilla and Atletico Madrid. But most of all, Italian side into Milan, where he does seem to be moving ever closer to a possible deal. Sempra Milan in Italy have reported that his agent has now travelled once again to uh, the Italian city of Milan to find out whether or not a deal is going to get done and struck. And there is a sense, according to Football London, that this is one that could be, you know, edging closer to possible completion. There was reports earlier this week, or rather last week now, that Arsenal were more open to the idea of a loan with an option that could become an obligation based upon certain clauses with an inflated loan fee, which wouldn't give Arsenal too much money, but it would open up a space in the squad which Arsenal could use to fill with their own new right-back signing. However, there was some interesting news yesterday that Cedric has supposedly really been impressing during pre-season training, despite the fact that Callum Chambers has arguably looked the better right-back during pre-season. So, you know, just don't be surprised if you see Cedric popping up on the right-back position against Brentford on the opening day of the season. We shall see. Moving then on to Ben White, and it has been reported that his medical will now take place on Wednesday. Ben White, of course, flew back to London from his continental holiday, and he is expected to sign with Arsenal and it be announced later on this week. So that's one that we can hopefully put to bed and have a little, a few more kind of confirmed conversations about. But ben 
Ben White's £50 million deal from Brighton to Arsenal set to take place this week. Medical is happening on Wednesday. Moving then on to the possible ins regarding Arsenal this season. And we start off with Martin Odegaard, who, of course, we joined us on loan from Real Madrid last season um, during the January transfer window for around £6 million. He is a player that Arsenal have always been interested in bringing in on a permanent deal. And supposedly, according to Mario Torrejon um, from Cadena Sur, the uh, Spanish uh, reporter and the Spanish radio, Cadena Sur, which is usually you know, your go-to place for kind of Spanish information these days, especially from a local sp- uh, standpoint, he has said that he believes that Erdogan is going to leave Real Madrid despite all the indications that he was initially going to stay because he said that he's seen him feeling, or rather looking, very disconnected. And then Osman, I'm sure plenty of you follow on Twitter as well, did put up a video showing that an interesting kind of training drill in which all the Real Madrid players are practicing their link-up play and shooting. When Erdogan scores his goal, there's this dead silence. And whenever any other player scores, there's celebration. So unless there's some kind of issue going on there at the moment, it's maybe reading into things a little bit too much in regards to a single video, especially from training. But it is important to remember that Real Madrid are definitely hamstrung a little bit financially or not even a little bit quite a bit this season and so do need to move players on and Odegaard could end up being that player I would love to see Odegaard back at Arsenal I just don't think I'd love to see Arsenal pay upwards of 50 million pounds for him because I think he's not yet earned that kind of figure but anything lower than 40 million I think you've got a very decent deal for a player with a hell of a lot of potential and someone that's already shown to be an excellent Premier League quality passer. His passing statistics in the final third into the box are ridiculously good. When you do any of our tactical breakdowns, looking at possible attacking midfield targets, Erdegaard just throws them out, just blows them out of the water in regards to his passing game. And it's certainly something where a lot more of his kind of uh, assist statistics would heavily increase as well. John Wayne says, Tom, the video is fake. The full video shows a different story. Thank you, John, for uh, clarifying that for us. And that's why you shouldn't always believe a video that you see posted on your social feeds. Moving then on to Ishko and remaining with Real Madrid. Ishko is supposedly going to be one of the players let go by Real Madrid this summer. Figures of around £15 million have been touted for the Spanish international who's really kind of lost his way at the Bernabeu ever since a few years back after some really successful years having joined them from Malaga and Real Madrid, of course, competed with Manchester City for the Malaga players' signature. Now, a lot further on, late 20s, Ishko has kind of fallen away in regards to kind of his starting capacity at Real Madrid. And Arsenal's links to wanting an attacking midfielder obviously lead them to be linked with a move for Ishko. I wouldn't read anything, really into this too much so I don't think you need to be concerned or get excited if that's the way you are inclined about Ishko coming to Arsenal it would be a very shocking move uh, and certainly not one I expect them to go for um, because I think they're just targeting younger players and it doesn't make too much sense to be adding someone of that kind of wage bill and risk to the squad so Whilst it is a link, it's not one I'd read too much into personally. We end the show talking about, once again, Tammy Abraham. This is a little bit of a selfish one, though. These links have persisted and Arsenal are confirmed by a number of sources, including The Athletic now for credibility, 
that they are indeed interested in the Chelsea striker. Uh, there is a link in the description to an article that I wrote over at 101 yesterday, which basically broke down the kind of debate around whether or not Arsenal should sign Tammy Abraham. It talks about kind of the benefits. It talks about the realistic kind of side statistically of Alexandra Lacazette's game. So go give that a read and then come to a conclusion and let us know how you feel about Tammy Abraham. It gives you kind of more insight into that. So give it a read and find out. But other than that, that does indeed conclude the news for today. Not loads. It's not a particularly busy day. Mondays can be, you know, a little bit tiresome sometimes and a little bit, uh, not boring, but a little bit light in regards to content and news. So not loads to discuss. But it does mean that we've got an extra part of the show to, of course, catch your fancy with a few questions. So if you do indeed have some queries and thoughts and burning kind of theories about things then please do put them into the chat box and we'll try and answer as many questions as you can if you haven't already please do make sure you're dropping a like on the video and subscribing to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show ryan g says tom would you take uh, my shout of james ward prowse to replace granite Xhaka? james ward prowse very impressive England midfielder, very unlucky to miss out on Gareth Southgate, scored in the summer, an incredibly fit midfielder. He played every single game in the Premier League and every single minute for Southampton over the last, not just one, but two full seasons. He rarely gets injured. He rarely gets dropped because he's so integral to that Southampton team. Would he be a good signing for Arsenal? In a centre midfielder, I think he would. I think, though, the problem is with James Ward-Prowse is you probably need to play a 4-3-3 in which you played a single number six behind uh, behind him and Partey to really kind of get the best. So you don't have to rely on his defensive capabilities. But as of yet, we are still waiting to see some official links to James Ward-Prowse. But it's not a silly suggestion at all, Ryan. Sheath King says, Corrington to Liso, £20 million, pounds, 26 Bayern, French international. Is it just the current squad size or his injury record that is stopping us from approaching? Again, another good suggestion. Tolisso is someone I like, someone that obviously impressed a lot at Lyon when he was in Liga and then made the move to Bayern where he hasn't looked out of place. But the thing is, Bayern are just targeting a hell of a lot more kind of young centre midfielders and have got so much quality with Goretzka and Kimmich playing in midfield and Tolisso wants to be playing week in, week out. And who can blame him? He wants to try and get into that French international side a lot more than he did during the Euros, despite being called up. And a move away to Juventus, which does seem a very legitimate possible destination, um, would give him that. However, I am surprised that Arsenal are not seeing more links with Tolisso. I think he's a very reasonably priced quality central midfielder that Arsenal would do well to get their hands on. So I don't think it's, I don't know if it's the injury record. I'm not too sure as to the real details behind his injury record but if it is quite bad maybe that is it but there's also the fact that Arsenal are targeting quite a lot of homegrown and younger profile players than a player at the age of 26 so there is all of that to think about as well uh Abelash says uh, why are we not looking at other players at Barca and Real they have 150 million pound oh hold on <laughs> oh sneeze moment and it's gone. Okay. Every time you know when you get that feeling where it's building up, and then when you address it, you're like, no, I'm just gonna hide away, hide away again. I was like, am I gonna have to mute myself? No, we're all good. Sorry, Abelash says, why are we not looking at other players at Barca and Real? They have 150 million dollars in losses, and I think it is an area that the market should certainly be taking advantage of. And like you look at the right back situation at Barcelona, Emerson, Dest, two players I think that Arsenal would do well to kind of look at. 
And you look at Real Madrid and you're looking through their squad. Erdogan is, of course, the obvious one. Luka Jovic is a possible striking option, uh, someone that we could go for, but would be kind of a regeneration project because he needs to, you know, step his his game up quite a lot. You've got Audrey Azola at right back there as well. That's not been getting too many opportunities, despite the fact that Danny Carvajal has suffered with a fair few injuries too. I love Valverde, but I just don't think that they would sell player of his specific quality. Uh, Amandeep says, Tom, how would you feel if Xhaka uh, ends up staying and we do not get anyone in? How would I feel? Well, I, I wouldn't be... I don't know the right way to kind of say this. Is I, I wouldn't be... I'm, I think I might be a little bit disappointed because I kind of we've built ourselves up to want a new central midfielder. But Granit Xhaka is still a good player. Um, <laughs> and obviously, he showed at the Euros kind of the level of player that he is. I don't think it would be disastrous, especially when you consider we've got Lukonga in. But I just, I just don't, I think the fan base would melt down pretty much. And he's very much pushed for a move to Roma, which would make the situation kind of tricky to manage. But, you know, it wouldn't be shocking if it didn't happen. I think it'd be a bit surprising, but it wouldn't make me like gasp, <laughs> let's say, if, if it was to happen, because it's very Arsenal for this type of thing to go now. And it, at the end of the day, if Roma want him, they've got to step up the price. It's 20 million euros. If you want him, you've got to pay it. It's as simple as that. Uh, good morning, Neil. Uh, do you think Tammy, uh, Tammy or Bowen is better? Very different players, Jared Bowen, of course, more of a right-sided midfielder. I'm not sure that it's a position that we really need to be pushing for, right-sided midfielder, right-wing uh, in that position. But I do like Jared Bowen, but I just don't think that's the right move. I think we're better going for a forward than a right winger. And so, you know, depending on the fee, Abraham would probably take the pick over the two just because of the, the squad situation. Uh, Baldev says, Tom, why does Arteta play a system which suits Lacazette more than Aubameyang? I think mainly at the moment, the reason why we're playing a certain system is we're obviously trying to create a lot more chances. I think also the fact that we haven't got Kaisaka and Martinelli right now because they're away and they don't come back means Aubameyang's getting more minutes on the left. And they're both good players. And the only way that you fit both of them in is that if you play Lacazette as striker and Aubameyang on the left, we don't really play a 4-4-2. And so I think that's probably why. Also, you got to remember that Lacazette's shot conversion rate is a lot better than Aubameyang's. Like, while Aubameyang may score more goals because he gets more chances, when Lacazette gets a chance, he's very good at taking them. He was the third best in the league last year for shots to goals. Um, the only people better than him, I think, were Hume Son and Ilke Gundogan. For context, Harry Kane was ninth. So it, for all of those kind of factors combined show that Lacazette is the more clinical striker of the two. And maybe that's why he's, he's leaning more towards him. But you would think that they were trying to get uh, a new contract if they liked him so much, which doesn't look to be the case right now, other than maybe a one-year extension. Uh, Partey Assassin says, question, Tom, why are we still chasing Ramsdale? Please tell me it's not true. Partey Assassin, I can't tell you it's not true because it certainly looks like it is that Arsenal are indeed pushing to try and get Aaron Ramsdale from Sheffield United. Um, look, Sheffield United, <laughs> Aaron Ramsdale is not a bad goalkeeper. He's not an amazing goalkeeper. He's a good keeper. I mean, he won the player of the season the last three years. And I will not, I still will maintain it doesn't matter if that team got relegated. The best of a bad bunch is not enough of an argument to say that a player is not good. I mean, Arsenal have had some great players during bad bunches. And you haven't really, you know, sat there and said they're not good enough for Arsenal. It's a, I know it's a silly argument, but the whole point is that 
Aaron Ramsdale is clearly showing up through their metrics and analysis to be a very good keeper that would fit what they want. I just can't wrap my head around the figure. If you want a backup goalkeeper, why are you spending 26 million quid, which looks like it could be the final fee, 18 million plus eight in add-ons? I just... It boggles the mind that you'd spend that amount of money. Like, I wouldn't mind Aaron Ramsdale as a backup. It was like 10 to 15 million quid max. But 26 to 30 million quid on a backup goalkeeper is just crazy. It's, it's crazy. We, are, we haven't signed a centre mid. We haven't signed an attacking mid. And we need money to do that. And it's so strange that we're spending that amount of money. But hey, it may come in and, and absolutely prove us wrong. Belage says, hi, Tom. Keeping the finances aside, I think we should target Declan Rice over James Madison thoughts. I mean, it's very easy, Belage, you to say that when you use the words, let's put finances aside. Because according to David Moyes, Declan Rice is a 100 million plus pound player. So, uh, yeah, I just, I'm not really sure that Arsenal will have the capacity. Would I take him? Of course. I think he's a great midfielder, but he's just not in the bracket of players that Arsenal, unfortunately, are, are looking at. Uh, Abe says, looking at how El Nenny played against Millwall, Arteta still wants a central mid to cover at left back when KT bombs forward. So, wouldn't Coop Miners be a brilliant signing? He can also play as a six. I mean, he's a very good budget option. He'd be available for less than 20 million euros, it looks like. So, yeah, I'd 100%. If, if we were linked with him, I'd be pleased. If we got him, I'd be delighted. So, yeah, this definitely seems to be a style that we're playing where that midfielder slots into that fullback position. Uh, get that Phillips guy, says Alex. Again, homegrown Premier League player. He's going to cost you upwards of 50 million quid, and I'm not sure that Leeds have even let him go at that level. So, it's just a little bit of a tricky one to, to see Arsenal getting done. Uh, Jashar says, Tom, on current business done, what position would you place Arsenal for next season? On current business, seventh, sixth, seventh, maybe. I mean, we need so much more. <laughs> we need a better right back. We need another centre midfielder. We need another attacking midfielder. We need a backup goalkeeper maybe a forward like we need so much more to be competitive for the top six and i think people roll their eyes at me saying top six but top six is a good premier league finish in these in this day and age it really is when you look at the amount of money and the, the quality of the squads top four is dreamland like top four is absolute dreamland right now it's a it's a different league than it was 10 years ago top six is a good season Top four is an unbelievable season. And right now, we are so far from trying to get an unbelievable season. So, yeah, seventh and higher right now is, is what I would be looking at. Uh, Venkatesh says, Tom, do you accept the fact that we haven't seen full potential of Erdogan for Arsenal? Anyone followed him at Sociedad will loan will know how poor he was comparing him to the Arsenal loan. He's better than James Madison. I assume you mean James and not James Rodriguez. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved him at Real Sociedad. It was a great, great loan period for him and he was excellent. The thing about when he came to Arsenal was he had six months at Real Madrid prior to that where he barely played. He wasn't in, he was injured for quite a bit of it as well. An ankle injury, I think it was, or a groin injury um, that kept him out. And uh, he wasn't able to play as many games. And he also, when he was fit, Zidane was reluctant to pick him. He comes into Arsenal suffers another injury during the international break, which kind of affected the latter part of his season. But still, he, you look at his passing stats in the Premier League and they're unreal. There was a comment in one of the videos recently that said that Erdogan's passing is basic. And I just can't wrap my head around what people 
don't always see, especially when you look in the detail and you look at the stats and you see that the pass into the box accuracies are in the high 80s, the passes into the final third of the high of the low 90s. Passing accuracy in general is good. If he could just improve his like his shot capacity and that side of his game, he'd be an amazing centre midfielder with great potential. It's just. I just think that there's kind of this new toy syndrome that people oft, I often use to describe the fact of we've seen Erdogan already and for some people that's enough. And I'm telling you for a fact that that six months is not a fair representation even though it was still very good of what Erdogan is capable of. But this whole idea of getting someone different and someone new it just kind of takes over the mind sometimes. And it's something you need to be careful of doing because... Sometimes the new toys is, is not better than what we should have done more sensibly. Uh, Neil says, Tom, if you were given a hundred million, what positions would you address and which players? Probably the kitchen. Um, probably get a bigger kitchen as a position in the house. Bedroom could do a bit of an upgrade. Garden sorted. Garden's amazing. Go check out the video I put on the channel. Uh, no, jokes aside, probably uh, it's a hundred million, isn't it? It's a lot of money, and we need to address. Right back, centre mid, attacking midfield. Oh, what's priority? For me, I think the priority is centre midfield. Like that's for me is the one. I'd get Basuma. I'd say Brock Brighton. You want forty million for Basuma? Here's Bright. Here's forty million. You can have it, and we'll take Basuma. That leaves me with sixty million left. Let's go. Norwich is thirty million pounds. We'll take Max Aaron's, and we'll bring that in at right back. Uh, attacking midfields. We've got what thirty million left. I can either go to Frankfurt and say, look, I'll take Daichi Kamada for 30 million, or I can go to RB Leipzig and say, I'll take Sabitzer for 20 million, seeing as you're letting him go for so cheap. That leaves me between nothing and 10 million to spend on a goalkeeper. Now, I would have got in on a free Vashlik, uh, the former Sevilla goalkeeper, Czech Republic international, who's now gone to Olympiacos, I believe, on a free. Would have got him. I'm trying to think of other free possible goalkeepers. Could have got Matt Ryan. He's gone to Real Sociedad. Other than that, you'd probably end up going for Onana because he seems to be so cheap. Or for a homegrown option, maybe you convince a Freddie Woodman to come in, someone like that, uh, for a cheaper fee. So I hope that answers your question, Neil. So there you go. Uh, Brad Hunter says, hey, Tom, what do you think? I think we should not touch our striker this window and maybe go for one next season. Brad, I'm pretty much on the same line as you, mate. I'm pretty much in that same sense that you've got – Strikers. We have strikers. We have a Bamiang, we have Lacazette, we've got Balogun, you've got Martinelli, you can play there. We've still got Eddie and Ketia. So there is a lot of players that can play there. Lacazette's got a year left on his deal, right? Now, I think in a really sensible world, what you do is, is you say, look, Laka, we want to give you a one year extension. We want you to be our main striking force this season alongside a Bamiang. You're going to get plenty of game time. There's no one really coming in for you this summer. Earn your right to a move. Give us one more season and then protect your value and we'll make some money together when you go. And some people turn around and say that why would he sign a one-year extension? He likes being here. Lacazette is is happy at Arsenal. That's not in question. Um, and I think that he would be happy to stay. He's got his mates around him and, and uh, I think he's very content at Arsenal. And I just think that maybe if he was given a lot more service, we'd see a very different Alexandre Lacazette. And there's the fact that there isn't too many options. I mean... Andre Silva, who's one of my big choices, has gone to RB Leipzig. Tammy Abraham, who's available, it seems, is far too pricey for a player that he is. 40 million is far, far too high for that, that kind of player. And it's a big risk. You've got others in the likes of Luka Jovic, 
I just think is a bit of a risk, too high of a risk. Patson Dacker's gone to Leicester. That would have been another pick. And you've got other options that aren't yet really developed. I love Seku Koeta at Red Bull Salzburg, but I think he needs a, another season of development. And by that point, maybe he'll be better and we can target him. And maybe there'll be more targets available for us in 2022 than there currently is in 2021. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit. Please make sure you're dropping a like on the video, guys, and showing your appreciation throughout the show. Uh, Damien says, hi, Tom. From the links and signings, it looks like the goal is to play further up the pitch. Hopefully, that will make things a lot easier for Lack and Albert. Yes, this is something that Tim Stillman brought up as well, that we're trying to kind of play that high line, push the midfielder, so that you don't need your number nine to necessarily drop in as much. And that means they can be kind of that poacher. And Aubameyang may suit that style a hell of a lot more than, say, the need to drop in or to drift wide. And he would suit that system. Lacazette may thrive too, despite being someone that can drop in. Not to a world-class standard, but, I mean, his finishing abilities are so good. Like, his finishing is world-class, in my opinion. Yes, he didn't have the best season last year, but I think Lacazette is one of the best finishers in the Premier League, without a doubt. you just got to get him into those positions and get him into those places where he can shoot to score. And I think around the box, he is one of the most clinical strikers that we've got. He had an off year last year, well, kind of an off first six months. His second half of the season was actually quite good. But, yeah, I... I think that maybe that system, Damien, what you're talking about is is ultimately what we do need to do. Um, sorry, Dave, there's nothing on Coop Miners. We had a suggestion earlier. We've been linked, but there's nothing concrete right now. Apologies. Uh, Christopher says Pepe will be our main free kick taker. Him and uh, Partey as well has been stepping up for a couple and his shooting has improved, which is good to see because it certainly it couldn't get any worse. It's probably the way I'd describe it for sure. Uh, Abdullah says, uh, do you think a right back will only be brought in after a Bellerin is sold? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I don't think you're going to see any links to right backs really strongly until Bellerin goes. So maybe even after Bellerin and Ainsley Maitland-Niles goes. We'll have to wait and see. Uzoezi says, uh, surely the willingness to spend the amount on Ramsdale indicates that we have money to spend elsewhere. And I, the theory is sound. Like you think for a backup position, if we're spending 20 million plus, on a backup goalkeeper, surely we must have loads of money to spend in other areas. But if only the world worked that way and if only Arsenal were that easy to predict. Um, but they're not, unfortunately. So I can't say to you that whilst your theory is sound and I agree with the theory, the outcome could be still very different. It was easy. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. Social says 753 of you watching. We've only got 133 likes. Please, guys, drop a like on the video. And also, please drop us a vote for the Football Content Awards link in the description to find out how you can vote for the channel. Uh, Mayer says, are we making any profits on our sales? Uh, not so far. Genduzi, no. Mavropanos, Mavropanos is like the only one so far. And at the moment, it's still alone until the obligation to buy goes through next season. Terraria, you're not going to make a profit on Nelson, you will, because he's an academy project, product if he goes through. Maitland-Niles, you will, again, academy product. So you make some money off those guys. But other than that, Granit Xhaka, you're going to make a loss. Kolasinac would be, because we've got him on a free. However, it cost us a lot of money in wages, so there's that to consider. But you would you came in on a free, so that would be a, a kind of a profit on him if he was to go for any kind of money. So there's that. So there's some things to think about there. Tis the Discuss says, for that further up the pitch pressing play style, uh, shouldn't we pass on Erdogan and other players who don't have the tenacity for it? Get a Palinja and a Danny Olmo. Yeah, I mean, Danny Olmo is a little bit far-fetched to consider, but Palinja I like a lot as more of kind of a defensive midfielder. But no, I don't think Erdogan is at all 
not I mean Raul Sosti I'd like to press and I mean he played very well there you've got him playing in a situation where he could feed those passes through to the striker so they don't have to drop and that they would actually work quite well um Pate Assassin says question Tom what if Laka refuses to sign a one-year deal I think no player should be allowed to leave for free I mean, we may not have a choice, <laughs> unfortunately. I think this is kind of that last window where I feel we have to deal with this Deadwoods. Uh, I think this is the last kind of window where we should be, and January maybe. But next summer, hopefully, we've got the opportunity then to change the perception of things. Gary Mullins says, Tom, why has there been no talk of Saul to Arsenal? He fits everything that we need, and he's a decent price, plus he can link back up with Partey. Mainly because I think he wants Champions League football, Gary. that's I think that's the big thing, is Arsenal just can't offer that same thing that Man United, that Liverpool can offer to sell. We can't seemingly do that. Like Barcelona, if their swap deal of Griezmann ever happens, like all of those, I just I can't fathom why he would want to come to Arsenal over those clubs right now. It just doesn't make too much sense. But yeah, it'd be great if we got Sal, but it just doesn't seem like a realistic option at the moment. John Wayne says, Tom, do you think we need to sell before we buy? Not because of funds, but to hold a stronger position when negotiating sales. I mean, arguably, there's I mean, there's an argument to say, isn't there, John, that once you've sold players, you've then got more money. Clubs know you've got more money, so that weakens your negotiating position. I think that we need to sell before we buy because we need to open up more slots in the squad and we can't afford to not to not sell players and then bring players in and then have a bloated squad where you're playing where you're paying wages to players that aren't playing. So I think that's mainly the reason why we need to sell before we buy. You've also got to think about that we are close to our non-homegrown quota. And so that's something else that you need to think about. And Madeep says, Tom, are there any shows planned for fantasy football? It's tricky to do fantasy football dedicated shows when you're an Arsenal specific channel, because fantasy is just so broad and wide ranging. I love fantasy football. I won the Euro Fantasy Football League for our uh, TGT members, which Daniel Robert was very salty about. Um, but uh, in regards to the league stuff, it's very broad. And so, to be honest, it's tricky. But we certainly will update you on how the TGT League is going. Uh, I'm going to make sure that code goes into the description from now on if you would like to join our Fantasy League for next season, which is already set up. So I'll make sure that that code is in the uh, description. Uh, Anza says, Tom, what's happening with Ruben Neves links? Do you think they'll pop back up after Xhaka is gone? Apparently Man United have stolen a march on Arsenal in regards to the race for Ruben Neves. I think we are certainly waiting until Granite Xhaka leaves before we target a central midfielder because you don't want to go and buy one and then Roma to pull out. So that's Probably what we want to do. Uh, ben P says, even though we're seeing Bellerin linked away to Inter Milan, would it not be better to keep him despite him not being the player that he used to because he's homegrown rather than Cedric? Well, if you go and sign a Max Aarons, you don't necessarily have that problem. So that's what I would say to that, Ben. Anyway, we have gone over our 30-minute allocation, um, so I am going to wrap things up there. Thank you all so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time, as always. Do drop a like on the video if you are new to the channel. If you would like to support us a little bit more, you can, of course, drop us a vote over on the Football Content Awards. All you need to do is go onto your Twitter feed and tweet. I am voting for at the Gunnatalk TV in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator more information about how you can vote without twitter is in the video description please make sure you do that thank you ever so much guys for tuning in i'll see you a little bit later on today i'm sure to talk more about what's coming up this week and some answer some more of your questions too it's been an absolute pleasure as always and as as, as always up the arsenal
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.